Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, August 2, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Let's set the table, but first I must mention, you better put your seatbelt on because there's a lot of stuff in my head that's coming forth. And as you know, it's a dangerous place to be. We're going to start with the big picture and we're going to whittle it down from there. Right out of the chute is anything jumping off the page on the daily chart other than the 448.90 to 450.24 on the left-hand side. Now, is that on or off the table? It's on the table until I take it off the chart. The market is in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until she tosses your crap out the window. Daily chart, the trend is your friend still. Will there be some people that want to call today's candle a reversal candle? Well, maybe there will, maybe there won't. In my book, it's not really a reversal candle. Doesn't mean there won't be more downside. Doesn't mean anything. It's just a candle. The volume was rather light. It wasn't terrible, but it was still beneath the average volume. To me, that's just light. If it's binary and it's either beneath or above, lighter or getting heavier or heavy, it's the Mendoza line, below the average, above the average. That's simple. It's just a gauge. Here's something else that we need to discuss. So remember that area, and it was where the market ran up and then was rejected. So here it is, it runs up and is rejected. So then it goes back up and it breaks out over that area. That's the breakout area. Markets like to come back and run a test of a former breakout or former breakdown area. They come in many forms, many shapes and sizes, but this is one of them. Now, as a refresher, the market's been staying above, however, been running tests of that area. So let's just put some numbers to it. 437.92, 437.84, so somewhere in that neck of the woods, just beneath 438. So what happened today that's different from every other day? For the first time since getting above and coming back to run some tests, they closed back below that former high. Do we think that is or is not important? Well, I'll tell you what. Put me down as putting it on the board as a puzzle piece, it's on the table. Remember, everything morphs from a smaller time frame on up to the larger time frames. On the daily chart, the trend is still up but that doesn't mean it looks the same on other charts. The 240 chart, they're hovering around the 20 period moving average. If they start breaking below and closing candles below, you begin to turn the shorter term trend down that we'll see on other charts will have already been turned down from a shorter time frame than the 240. Case in point, the 120 minute chart, instead of hovering around the 20 period moving average, they got below, and now the next target, if there's going to be more downside activity on the tape, is the 50-period moving average. And by the way, it coincides with this breakup candle low, 435.99, we'll call it 436. Where's the 50-period moving average? 435.90, that'll move tomorrow. Beneath that, we'll note that there's a gap that was not filled. The market came down, and we remember this because we discussed it when it happened. The market came down, comes up short of the gap, either they're going to come right back and go through the gap at some point in the near term, or it's bullish and they trade away. This one was bullish, they trade away, 
when they come back, is that gap the same? And the answer is, no, it's not. But that doesn't mean from an intraday perspective, you won't find some buyers, some intraday support. It's just not the same type of trade setup, 435.50, give or take. Also, on this 120-minute chart, we have a breakdown candle. So therefore, we know that it's another thing, it, part of that full stack. It's another way to look at what happened. The market broke above or gapped above the high of that breakdown candle, so that's an important spot. It's also very close to that what? 436, 435.50. So we know that it's sitting over here on the left, the breakup candle low, which is also the reason why the market found support in and around that area above the gap, we had support from the breakdown candle high. So since it was already tested, will it be the same? And the answer is no, but it's still an important spot, so we want to know about it. What about the hourly chart? Just so happens that that spot comes in around the 100 period or below, just below, the 100 period moving average on the hourly chart. Remember the daily chart? Look where that line is now, 435.50, and it happens to coincide with right around the same general area as the daily chart 20 period moving average. So what can we say about this type of analysis? If in the next day or so, and we'll obviously talk about it tomorrow, whether it did or didn't happen remains a mystery, but let's say over the next day or so, the market came down into that 20 period moving average. We're not saying that the low is gonna have to be 435.50. We're saying that's an important spot to watch. It's also the more you look at the reasons why it has importance, it becomes magnetic, it becomes a target. A target can be support, a target can be resistance. That doesn't mean price turns around immediately, goes back in the other direction. And with moving averages, they don't necessarily stop on a dime and go back in the other direction. Sometimes they stop there, sometimes they spike it through. Maybe they spike it through, and here's the hourly chart again, and they run a test of this breakup candle low. 434.14. That's a legitimate place that if visited, for example, on a straight shot without eating time off the clock, above it, for example, if that was visited on a straight shot and it was in the same day or the same session that they got below 435.50, you know a couple of things. A, it's a breakup candle low, so there should be garden variety of chart support there. And if they came through a gap, they're probably stretched out. The rubber band would be stretched during the day. That would be a good area for a snapback. Now, generally speaking, that's something that's going to be handled in real time, but we're just analyzing the tape. We're taking the market at face value, being the umpire calling balls and strikes. Speaking of calling balls and strikes, this is still a bullish pattern. They're just eating time off the clock near the highs, building energy to make another push higher. That remains the case until this pattern is broken apart. At present, it exists, so therefore, if you're the umpire calling balls and strikes, you have to say, from a daily chart perspective, even though today looks like an ugly candle when you visualize the chart, you have to recognize that above all the moving averages, it's bullish. And this is still a bullish pattern that builds energy for another leg higher until the pattern no longer exists. You must recognize that's the way the market works. How about this? So what we're looking at here is a neckline. This is the hourly chart. 
and it's a neckline of a head and shoulders pattern that actually activated today at the end of the day. So let me explain. So here is a left shoulder, here is a head, and here is a right shoulder. Now whether or not these play out or not remains a mystery, once the media catches on and they start talking about it, it generally reverses back in the other direction. But the question is, where is the target on the downside if this plays out? Now, it's from an hourly chart, so it's not a tremendous pattern, but you'll note that it's not that far away from this line at 435.50. It's slightly lower, but is it that far off from this breakup candle low right north of 434? give or take. Here's where I'll leave this part of the discussion. Over the next day or so, if we find the market down at 435.50, 434, in between there, somewhere in that neighborhood, don't be surprised. What went on inside the numbers today? Well, let's take a look at the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. In short, we know 440 is a magnet. It's a big fat round number it's support until broken, and then it's resistance until broken. 440.68 is a gap left open from last week. So these two numbers are on the board, zero dark 30. Down south, 438.50 to 438.75 is on the board, zero dark 30. Is inside the numbers valuable? Is having the numbers valuable? Here we have a five-minute chart, right of the vertical is today's activity. 440.68 was the gap that was filled. So they ran up there and did that. That was apparent early in the morning, long before the market opened. 440 is magnetic. It's a big, fat, round number, so we need to know that. And you can see the bull-bear battle ensue around that number. And then down at 438.50 is where we can expect to find some garden variety of intraday chart support. And they did that. Once they got below that, at the end of the day, well, they just kill them into the close. But that's at the end of the day. That's in the anything goes part of the session. So I would say part of the early thoughts was spot on. Moving right along, let's see what else we have. What you can do today is pause the video and read the notes. Go back to the charts and double check the work. I'm gonna scroll up and highlight a couple of important things, then we're gonna circle back to stocks on the move, and then we're gonna move on to some other charts. Still above 440 is bullish. Couple of late additions to stocks on the move today. When the market's quiet and there's nothing going on in terms of stocks on the move, they're not pushing them to the numbers. Then I'm looking for other things that are creating opportunity that weren't apparent before the opening bell. Big fat round numbers are magnetic and important. 440 remains support. Now you have a bogey for the high of day. This is all valuable information if you're active in the market during the trading day. Then we had one of those late additions hit, GPN. We'll take a look at that chart later. Nothing doing here. The SPY was eating time off the clock. And now they start going lower. They had to finally pick a direction. They had to either go up or they had to go down. They couldn't stay going sideways the whole day. Well, I suppose they could have, but it was the unlikely scenario. So what do we have at 11.53? 438.50, give or take, should be good for a bounce, meaning long side trade, if reached sooner than later. So at 12.02, you can see showtime for the Bulls to play defense. Here's where the trade is wrong, and here's what the trade looked like. They came into 438.50, took them a few minutes, they turned around, they went back in the other direction. Now we never know exactly how high they're going to go back in the other direction, 
We don't know whether that's going to be low of day or not, but it should be good for a bounce. So there are ways to affect that to turn it into a risk-free, emotionless trade. Either way, they got back to 439 and change. It's good for five, six, maybe seven ES handles, depending on where you got into the trade. Maybe a trader did it with options. Maybe a trader did it with some of those leveraged exchange-traded products. There's a lot of different ways to trade the SPY. We're moving along. 12.35, nice trade. The rest becomes trader's choice. You have to manage the trade. You take profit along the way, and if they keep going, you have what's called a trailer. If they come back down and stop you out above or around where you bought the original position, you still made money on the portion you took the profit on. That's where you turn it into a risk-free, emotionless trade. You never know which ones are going to give you the rocket ride in advance. Anybody that tells you otherwise is a prevaricator. Look that up. It's in Webster's. We're moving along. 437.77, you saw that before. That's an important spot because it's a low from Friday. And a lot of times what they do is, and I'm scrolling up, you can pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the charts. What I want to point out is, and here we are back on the chart, a lot of time what they do is they'll spike through a previous low, and here's the low that I was looking at, 437.77, and then they'll end up ripping it back in the other direction. You'll notice here on this 15-minute candle, and this is just a hint, on this candle, the close happened to be 437.63, so they didn't really rip it back up in the other direction so fast. They picked a different pivot low to do that on, and it turned out to be this one here, 437.31, and it's not for the sake that it was going to be a trade. What I was telling traders was what to watch out for. So you can see here, that line now is at 437.31. You saw it in the notes. That's what I mean, what to watch out for. And they did spike this one. What happens is, and let me explain one more time in case you weren't around for the video where I explained this a couple of weeks ago. What happens is, that's where liquidity is. And I'm not saying that was essentially the case at this point in time today, but generally speaking, Liquidity is where open orders are sitting for the institutional traders to pick up. What creates liquidity? Well, if a trader is looking at a pivot low and he or she says, well, I'm going to be long against this low, so I'm going to put my stop below the low. And they put an order out to the market and everybody sees the order who can see into the market and they all of a sudden see that all these orders for one contract in the ES, two contracts, three contracts, whatever, they're small traders. They start to accumulate. That tells the institutional traders that there's liquidity down there. So if they drive price down to that place, they can buy up all those stop orders, stopping out the small guy that was stopping out below the low. What they did was they spiked the low, picked up the orders, ripped it back up in the other direction, and went home with the profit after issuing a pie in the face to the little guy. That's just the way it works. Stocks on the move. We had two late additions today. Nothing else hit their entry target. GPN and pets were the late addition. So we're going to look at both of those charts. Here's GPN. It was the first, I believe, late addition. And the number put up on the board, it was a one and done. There was one number, 185.65. It was either going to work or it wasn't. It did work. 
it provided the minimum required base hit, and then the thing collapsed. You could see here the high happened to be after the entry. The high was 187.62. The minimum required base hit is something in the neighborhood of 1%, puts this one at about a buck 85, 86. It does the minimum required base hit in the books, and it goes all the way down. Before late in the day, that happened to be the biggest bounce all day long. The numbers still work no matter what's happening. How about pets? Let me set the stage. This is the five minute chart. 38.17 was the number on the board and it came close over here. You can see this is the 9.55 candle ending 9.55 a.m. They came close and they rallied away. So the next time they come down, even though they ate time off the clock over it, you don't want this anyway, it's not the same trade. And guess what? There's a reason why. What's the reason? This is the reason, it didn't work. Some of them work, but the odds end up changing. Once it's not the same trade anymore, it's just not the same trade, just keep it simple. When they do a dance in front of a number and trade away and then come back later, it's just not the same as coming straight in what looks like a falling knife and isn't the falling knife. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, two days, three days, they come up into the number, not the number I wanted, but the first number, 223.50. I was looking for 225.50. They haven't got there yet. Doesn't mean they won't, but they closed today below the 20 period moving average. We know the story. It's not the same because they've been back and forth through it, but it still stands for something, so I still can't help but notice it. Therefore, it's a small puzzle piece on the table anyway. We know our important number. They closed back above it last week, 217.67, after flirting with it. You thought I was going to say something else, didn't you? The f We're keeping this PG rated, the weekly chart of the IWM. That candle from a couple of weeks ago is a reversal candle. Doesn't mean it won't be given up. It doesn't mean they won't get below it and close below it and all that stuff. However, we have to take it at face value. It's a reversal candle. Guess what else we still have in Camp IWM? We have a high, we have a lower high, we have a lower high, we have lower highs. We have this one dipsy doodle here, but we'll just forget about it. We'll pretend it's not there. Doesn't matter. Here's the story. This thing turns bullish back above the moving averages and closing back above, let's just say this pivot high here, which happens to be 226.89. We're gonna call it 227. If they start getting to and closing above 227, then you have to revert back to the weekly reversal candle and say, guess what? That was a weekly reversal candle and 225.50 wasn't in fact resistance and in fact, they've turned the trend back up. And that's what will happen if they do that. We're not saying they will do that, we're saying if they got back up there, that's the discussion you have to have. What's going on over in the RSP, which is the equal weight S&P index? Remember, there's such a thing as a false breakout. Now we don't know this is the case, but this is what could be, and I emphasize could be developing at present. It is a tail candle at highs with a reversal finishing at the lows. You're taking notice of things like that. Bigger picture and the bigger time draw is the trend. The trend is the dominant thing. It's always the dominant thing. We're looking underneath the hood. We're peeling back the onion. What's going on with the folks down at the transportation department? Need I say more? 
It's weak. It's my second favorite market leading indicator. A number one canary in the coal mine. They made an attempt to rally today. What they did was got rejected by the 20 period moving average not being able to get to the breakdown candle high over here that came in around 14,007 and change. There's no way to look at this and say that's a bullish pattern. That doesn't mean the market won't turn around tomorrow, but if you're just analyzing the chart, the tape, the look, what it's doing, the analysis and conclusion is they're going lower. Here's a weekly chart and here's your bogey. Your low, 14,080, spot 38. You close a week below that low, it's Irene time. What's Irene time? It's good night, Irene. Say hello to the 50 period moving average and lower. It's 13,000. See you later. Bye. What about the folks out in Silicon Valley? Q people. Trend is your friend until she dumps you. That's a fact. Flat on the day. No new information. Nothing going on in the queues. Move it along. XLF. Nothing really going on. No change. They're basically trying, but have been rejected as of today but they were trying to get to the spot that we discussed. Here's the breakdown candle high, 37.41. The high today was below that, but they made an attempt, and then they got smacked down. But there's no change to the overall pattern. They're still building energy for another move higher until this pattern no longer exists. Just because they tried today and were rejected doesn't mean they won't do it tomorrow or some point in the future. The pattern is still on the table about Smash Mouth? This is the Philadelphia Semiconductor Index Exchange Traded Fund. How about a breakout and a new closing high? That line represents the old high, 263.86. They closed above it today and at the same time put in one of those pseudo-doji candles. How do we read that? As long as they're above the former high at 263.86, that's very bullish. And if, and it's a big if, but if, this is going to be a leading indication of the tech space as a whole, then everything tech and probably beyond is going higher. If it's a pseudo doji candle, a one day breakout, and they're gonna fail, then that's a different story. We don't know, but those are the two scenarios. It's very simple. Above 263.86 is bullish, below it's not. Below doesn't mean it's overly bearish, it's just not the same bullish as it was because the breakout would be back inside of the former high, yet a recapture on the downside. That's the way I look at it. Inside my head, dangerous spot. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. This is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense market analysis.